Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. For those of you who are thinking about hiring your very first service guy or gal, this episode is for you. Learn from business owner Fred Ross, who started a business, grew it to 50 employees, and then sold it off for a lot of money. Listen up. Dave does such a great job in talking about the technical side of the pool, pool service industry. But today we're really going to talk about the business side. And I'm excited because this gentleman we have on today, he has done it all. He has started a business, he's grown a business, and he's sold a business. And I want him to talk about his story. And then he's going to give you some tips on how you can grow and even take the first step to growing if that's what you're interested in doing. So please welcome today, Fred Ross. Welcome, Fred. Thanks. Hey, Thanks, Fred, guys. how are you today? I'm doing great. Fantastic. I'm very excited so to be us- here share yeah. what I can about, uh, you know, my story and how I can help anybody else, uh, you know, grow to meet whatever dreams and aspirations they have. Yes. And that's, what's exciting. So Fred, tell us a little bit about your story on the service side of the industry. What, tell us how you got started and, and how that kind of came to the growth cycle and then the selling cycle. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, it's kind of a funny story because then I have an interesting background for somebody in the pool service industry. Uh, my brother-in-law was, was helping out a friend of his in Temecula who had more work coming in than you know what to do with. And he says, I got to tell you about this pool business. I was looking around at different things, all kinds of different industries. And the more he told me about it, the more interested I got. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. There's an interest. This is, this is about 2000, 2001. Okay. I said, you got to be kidding me. There's still an industry left in America that has decent profit margins, that has very little competition, uh, that has, it's easy to grow, easy to get into, and uh, you know, pretty easy to learn. I said, this is still around? I couldn't believe it. I didn't think anything like this existed anymore. So uh, I decided, well, what the heck? So I went over to the car dealership and I traded in my Lexus on the cheapest Ford Ranger I could get. <laughs> <laughs> You think you'd be able to get a better uh, a better car for trading in a Lexus? There, I wanted the cheapest <laughs> one I could get. I said, "Do you have one that doesn't have any carpet? I wanted rubber floors and crank window. I mean, the cheapest one you can get. I think it was brand new. It was like fourteen thousand dollars or something. That's pretty cheap for a brand new truck." So anyway, so then uh, I thought about just starting. I thought, "Well, this is going to be really slow. I just hang out my shingle. I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody knows me. Well, they got to hire me to do their pool. This is going to be hard." So I got looking into the route brokers and I'm like, well, maybe I'll start by buying something small. I have a lot of money, 47 years old. I've been making all this money, but I spent it as fast as I made it. You know, just like a lot of people living in California, it's expensive. Yes, it is. So I didn't have a whole lot. So I had some equity in my house. I could borrow against that. So took out some home equity and I went and bought my first route from pool route brokers and uh, started with about 30 pools. That's it. So I got my truck, my pole, my 30 pools. And uh, I found out real fast that I got really 30 bad pools. <laughs> People sell pools. Under the guy reason. wanted to sell them. <laughs> People never wanted to upgrade the equipment. They were all leaf monsters. The rates were really terrible. Yeah. Uh, wow, no wonder this guy wanted to sell these pools. So, but 
did I worked as hard as I could and I and I just kept at it and I tried to learn as much about the business. And that's when my first exposure to all of the bad tribal knowledge, I would call it, that exists in the pool industry. Yes. I'd go to SCP and hang around by the trucks and guys would tell me, I'm like having this problem. And they'd tell me this and they'd tell me that. And I thought, that doesn't sound right. Right? That doesn't <laughs> sound right. There's got to be another, there's got to be a better way. And so I started, well, you know, maybe I need to go to the manufacturer and learn what they say about this. Maybe I need to learn what the pool builder says about this thing on the plaster or, or uh, whatever, whatever the issue was, I, I need to go to a different source. I'm going to stop listening to these guys. Mm-hmm. They're, they're urban myths and stuff and um, do some homework on my own. So that's what I did. And then the customers sort of started to pick up on that. Hey, this guy really knows his stuff. And then uh, I felt more confident about it. I'm like, okay, I think this is going to work. I think this is going to be a good deal. So then I find another guy he was kind of an urban legend around here. Uh, I won't say his name, but he would do this periodically. He would, he would grow from like 60 or 70 pools and he would grow them up to 100, 110, 120 all by himself. I mean, if anybody's done pools, you know, you're doing 120 pools a week, man, you are hustling. Yep. <laughs> and, and he was fantastic at building these super tight routes. So the pools I got from him were a class. I mean, these pools, I could park my truck and go from neighbor to neighbor to neighbor to neighbor and do four or five pools and not even have to get back in my truck. I said, this is incredible. This is, this is tight. This is the way you want to do it. And all the cool pools I got for him were in one gated community. So I got like 60 pools from him and they were all within one gated community. I said, this rocks. I mean, paid premium for it, but thought, wow, this is fantastic. This is the way it's supposed to roll. And these customers were great. They wanted to pay. They wanted everything done. They wanted their filters clean. They wanted their equipment working. They didn't complain about prices or anything. And they got a whole different perspective on the industry. So, and about that time then, so now I'm up to about 100 and some. So here I'm at 47 years old, cleaning 100 pools every week with a master's degree. That's a lot. Yeah. How many <laughs> hours were you working to do that, Fred? As long, a lot of long days. And <laughs> yeah. then... Uh, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, well, Sundays you'd spend getting the bills out and Saturdays you'd spend uh, doing filter cleans and repairs that you, that you identified all throughout the week that you had to do on Saturday. And so, you know, pretty quickly, you kind of get to that point where, wow, I want to keep working this hard or is it time to hire some help? Yes. Okay. That kind of brings us to the, to today's topic. And I think this is where a lot of guys stop. They get to this same point and they go, wow, I'm growing and I'm doing well, whether they bought them or grew there organically or just on referrals or whatever, you're, you're going to end up at the same place. Yeah. I'm going to quit at 60 or 70, some I max out at 80, some if they're really hustling, they want maybe I'll get to 100. And so uh, you go, well, what do you do next? Now what? Right. And that's that's a crossroad a lot of people yes. meet. And you've got to make that decision either bundle it up and sell it like like your one uh, mentor yep. did or look at hiring yeah uh, you, you just reach a point where you're there's only so many hours in the day and there's so much energy you have and and uh, there's too many guys right now that have way too much work they're not taking good care of their customers because they have more pools than they can handle and if anything goes wrong whether it's a Santa Ana windstorm yep. or whether it's a equipment breakdowns 
they're just overwhelmed all the time. And uh, so this is where we really yes. want to hear your story because it yes. seems like you you got past this point and conquered it. Yes. So uh, what was hard for me, will be easier for most guys, what was really hard for me was I had all this baggage. So her, I was making all this money in a big house with, in Poto de Casa with, you know, if you know where that is in Southern California, that ain't a cheap neighborhood. And, you know, <laughs> big mortgage and my wife didn't work and a lot of overhead and you know it's like wow I got a lot of baggage I'm dragging into this and my break even every month just to pay my own personal expenses was a pretty big nut so yeah. if, if I had a lot less overhead it would have been a lot easier for me going forward on this it didn't really dawn on me until after I'd been through it that each one of these steps you take I consider it, it's like a stair step because you're going along and now you've got all these pools and you're making more money maybe than you have and ever in your business, right? And things are going great, but you're overwhelmed and you're worried out. Every time the Santa Ana's go, you don't want to get out of bed. And uh, <laughs> oh, I remember those nights lying in bed here and the wind's going, oh, no, no, no. Yep. So, uh, Tomorrow's going to be bad. Yeah, we've all had that. So you think, well, what am I going to do? Because here's the challenge is as soon as you hire that first guy, you're going to take a big hit in your income. Yeah. So you're going to, that's it. That's the scare. That's the fear. That's the scary yeah. part. And some yeah. guys think, well, I'll just make up for it. And, and I'm going to do all the repairs. Maybe they were subbing some out because they just didn't have time. And they had some guy and they were giving him the new motors and the beaters and whatever. And they think, wow, but is there enough there? And so they think, well, okay, I'm going to give a guy, I'm going to, find a guy and I'm just going to give him part-time. I'm just going to give him 30 pools. Well, then they're going to get a guy who's not very committed. I mean, you're going to lose him real fast, right? And I think they do that and they lose him and it's so hard and they get frustrated and they just help forget it and they quit. Yeah. Instead of thinking, well, why didn't that guy make it? Because you didn't give him enough. You got to give him enough to make a living or because if he's just doing... 30 pools for you and he's doing 30 pools for somebody else and uh, you know, still not making much money. What's he going to do? Um, yeah. And if you're just 1099 in him, uh, which you could probably get away with, you know, it's not legal in California to do that anymore, but, but you know, on, on a, other places, on, right. On other places you can. And, yeah. and, you know, and still, if it's just a subcontract off a guy for 15, 20 pools, nobody's going to get too excited about that anyway. So, but, so you got, uh, you give that, but then now you're still doing a bunch of pools. You're still doing a bunch of pools yourself and you're still doing all the repairs and you've taken a hit in income and now you're working twice as hard. Now you're even working harder because now you got to supervise this guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. So what do you do? So it becomes this, that's why I call it a stair step. So you got to make this, this, this investment in yourself and in your company and you're going to take a personal hit on the income. Now, if you weren't taking everything out, let's say you're only taking out 50 or 60% of what you had coming in. Well, now you've created enough space in there for you to bring on that guy and not take a personal hit in the income, right? Right. Very good. So every time I did, I went underwater, I'm losing money every time I hired somebody and I had to borrow more money. <laughs> but, you know, that was the commitment I was making. 
but to avoid that, that would be the way to do it. And in other words, it's kind of like living below your means. So instead of running right out and getting that new Raptor because you're just killing it, you yeah. know, when you hear the guys posting on Facebook, you go, no, nah, I'm going to keep driving the old beat up truck and I'm going to put the money in the bank and get ready for this stair step, for this big investment. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You get over that pretty quick. So you do that and then you're like, okay, gee, now I got some time. So if I gave, if I gave 60 or 70% of my pools to, to a full-time employee, well, now I got time to go hustle more business. I got more time to go get more customers. I got time to do, go do more bids, meet more things, uh, do all the repairs, go to some schools, invest in yourself. You got time you can do lots of things with, but you don't have time. Now, the other thing you have to do, and this is another big mistake guys do, they just turn them loose. You can't do that. You got to train these guys. They got to do the pools the way you want them done to your standard that got you to where you were. And you got to supervise yeah. them. You got to go and do the mystery shopper thing. You got to sh- roll up and check on them 10 minutes after they left. See how they left it, right? Are they doing mm-hmm. a good job? And you don't call them up and scream at them and yell at them. You just you use that as a way to coach them. Dude, you're missing yeah. this or whatever. Or, and, and then maybe you go run with them again. You go roll with them again for a day. You go roll with them again for a couple of days and say, okay, hmm. You're running back to your truck four times at every stop and you're doing this and you're doing that. Let's, let's get rid of these bad habits you picked up and get back to where you're, you're doing this smooth and professionally and quickly and efficiently, right? And yeah. not missing anything, right? And it's all like one of the guys that I, uh, that I taught and mentored over the years and became a manager, he called it Fred's shoe tying method. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it is once you learn how to tie your shoes you can do a blindfolded right so it, it's just that that habit it's all these little habits that you build and you've got to build those habits in your employees the same way mm-hmm. now, once you've got that first person you go wow this guy's really doing a good job now i can kind of let him go on my own and i can concentrate on getting the next batch of customers so now i can do it again so now I'm still doing some. Let's say you gave the head 100. You gave the guy 60. You still got 40. Now you need 20 more. Now you get that next 20, and guess what? Now you got two full-time employees. Boy, now you've already leapfrogged yourself into probably the top, what, 20, 30% of pool service companies out there that don't have any employees. You already, now you got two. Yeah. You got two, and you got 120 pools. Those 120 pools got filter cleans and repairs all the time and plus your marketing and you're doing the billing and you're like wow you're starting to have a little company here now you are free to really get that next 60 pools and whether you buy them or organically grow them that's up to you how long you want to take to do it but now all of a sudden you're up to 180 pools and that's where that spreadsheet i showed you comes in so now you're up to 180 pools. Each one of these stair steps that you go up, each one of these employees that you hire, whether you provide them with trucks and all the other overhead that goes along with it and work comp insurance and all that stuff, you're going to take a hit if you're taking all the money out. If you're not taking all the money out, you're going to have the money there to pay for all this. You follow me? So each one of these steps becomes easier. Yeah. And by the third, fourth, fifth employee, you're actually making more money every time you bring one on. And now it's getting easier and easier and easier. And then by yeah. the time you get to six, seven, eight, you got a super, you got enough to pay for a supervisor. 
And then that's your next big hit. So then that's going to be in the next big stair. <laughs> you follow right. me? All right. So you're going along, but now you're the supervisor, you're doing billing, you're doing customer service, and all of a sudden, wow, I'm working just as hard as I was before, but it's just a different tasks, putting in as many hours every week, doing all these other things. Then you're going to get to this point, well, wow, I got to start off loading all these things. And so one by one, you make a list of the things that you're really good at. And, uh, but that gave me more time then to spend on, you know, the business side of things. And then each one of these steps in the evolution, uh, you're going to find it takes a while to get to the point where you've got any real economy of scale. Okay? Right. I mean, that takes a while. A new voice in the industry, a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.